This is Salmon 2. The Salmon in the Kesha was actually Salmon 1. It is still there. You can listen if you missed out. Uh, this is Salmon 2. Salmon 2 in the series, in the New Year series. Uh, Lord bless you as you collect these baskets and put them away. If we can open the book of Luke chapter number 5, just to lay the foundation of what we are covering at this time. Luke chapter number 5. And this is a subject we're going to be addressing quite a bit. Um, Luke chapter number 5, verse number 3 to 8. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little, uh, to, to, to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped, when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, we will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets, the net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners and the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so they began to sink. Was number eight. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am sinful man, O Lord. Let's also look at the book of Isaiah, another passage of scripture. The book of Isaiah, chapter number 54. Isaiah 54. If we can look at verse 2 and 3. Notice, enlarge the praise of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your sticks. Verse 3. For you shall expand to the right and to the left, and your descendants will inherit the nations and make the desolate cities inhabited. So today we pick up from Psalm 1. Now we need to draw the picture in our minds that what kind of fatigue characterized the disciples after fishing all night and catching nothing? I want you to imagine what they were feeling because they had worked so night at the whole night and there was very little to show for it. And then we notice Jesus. At Jesus' command, they were ready to let down their nets once more. Now, what is significant here is heeding the instructions of Jesus when he has spoken. And this has two aspects. That when we heed his instruction, we are recognizing his sovereignty. We are recognizing his lordship. And these are things that we need to treasure, recognizing his lordship and also his sovereignty. We need to understand that obeying what Christ instructs us will always produce miracles in our individual lives and the lives of our families. When we learn to obey the voice of the Lord, we shall experience the miraculous. Just heeding his voice 
And knowing that the voice of God is not like the voice of anybody else. And when he speaks, he speaks with authority and power. Like the fact that God watches over his word to perform it. Now, the issue of what happens when you have labored so hard and you have not, you can't show anything for it. So I want to begin by addressing ourselves to five ways to stop discouragement from getting the best of you. And this is from an article by a gentleman called Leslie Vanik. Now, because it is important to understand that discouragements and disappointments are normal emotions we all experience, even as believers. I say discouragement and disappointment are normal emotions that we all experience. It doesn't matter how spiritual we are, how many years we have walked in the faith, these emotions can always, can always be evident in life. But how do we overcome them? So it's important to know and to make sure that those debilitating emotions don't get the best of us. First, let's look for uh, let's let's let's, for, let's let's look for uh, let's look at four reasons why we get discouraged and disappointed, and we're going to look for examples of people who express this disappointment, and there were people who were very very outstanding in who they were. One of that is Job. The story of Job. Job felt discouraged. And you know that uh, one of the things that is very evident about Job is that uh, as he was in a very, very awkward situation of suffering, the wife looked at him and out of sympathy or misery, or both, <laughs> told Job, cast God and die. Yeah. I want you to think about that. And whenever I read this account, I always commend Job for the wisdom he demonstrated, even after the proposition to cast God and die. Job was a very, very intelligent man. And remember, he was in a lot of pain. And I know it's possible to blame this lady. Think about the pain that this man was going through. And he couldn't understand. One of the, one of the reasons why the wife would maybe have been very upset with God is because Job was a righteous man. You know that? He actually, if you read the book of Job, he is commended for his righteousness. He hated evil. But this man is in a situation where he is suffering so much. So the wife says, tells him, cast God and die. But Job, uh, being the man he was and his, intelligent, his intelligence and wisdom... Just told the wife, you speak as one of those foolish women. So it's not you. I'm not talking about you. Yeah, those, those others out there. But if you think about Job, also think about his friends. Sometimes you wonder why are they described as friends? But they went to see him, and they could not even find words to tell him anything. And when they opened their mouth, instead of comforting him, they started telling him, Dugu Jichunguze, please examine yourself. There's no way you can suffer like this for no reason. <laughs> Both 
Job's wife and the friends did not get it. In the midst of his suffering and questioning God, they tried to be helpful, but they ended up heaping more shame and blame on Job for his afflictions. Now, we too can feel let down by our friends and family. They don't understand what we are going through or don't even offer to help us. And sometimes we, they, we wish they would. Our disappointment can turn to discouragement. Our disappointment can turn to discouragement. Then another example is Elijah. Elijah became discouraged with the life circumstance. Despite uh, a persistence and fervent prayer, things don't turn out the way we would hope they would. Elijah hoped that after all the miracles the Israelites had so performed on Mount Carmel, Ahab and Jezebel would repent and put God first. But they did not. King Ahab and Jezebel were as stubborn and hard-hearted as always. And Elijah felt discouraged, exhausted, and told himself that his entire ministry was a waste. You can read this in 1 King chapter 19. Think about that. An outstanding man is done so wonderfully. But he has reached a point of discouragement. Especially when you read the, the account of Elijah and the dealing with with uh, with uh, with Jezebel and the way this Jezebel is so incensed against him and is swelling to take him out and you know he gets to a point in which he tells God I don't think there's need for me to live anymore <laughs> that's a level of a very high discouragement yeah. And he's telling the Lord to do what? To kill him. <laughs> I hope none of you has ever told God to kill them. This is a very high level of discouragement. And uh, sometimes you wonder if he was running away from Jezebel, if he really wanted to die. What should he have done? Just wait for Jezebel to do what? To finish him. <laughs> but that would have been shameful. Yeah? But you must understand that this was real, real situation that was not easy to manage for God's servant. And in life, we get through situations where discouragement can be a factor to conquer. And as we talk about the launch unto the deep, we need to know how to overcome these emotions of discouragement. Because until we overcome discouragement, we shall not be able to launch into the deep. No. No, we can't. So, if you read that account, and I challenge you to look through it, Elijah has had a very, very great breakthrough in seeing the God who answers by fire. If you read Chapter 18, from verse 20 to 40. So, 
So when I just say to the people of Israel, how long will you falter between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal, then follow him. Now, now the people were playing games with themselves and with God. They were being double-minded. They would have to follow the Lord completely or not follow him at all. God is the God who answers by fire. We have no excuse when we are double-minded about serving him. God is not priest with people who just pray church. I say God is not priest with people who just pray church. The religious. No. God desires that we are fully sold out to him to serve his purpose and his agenda. And I want to make this submission. If you talk about launching to the deep, one of the resolve that we need to have is that none of us will have one foot in the world and the other foot in the church. Because God doesn't work that way. We are supposed to be fully sold out to him. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not such a person expect to receive anything from God. So God is not priest. People who just pray church or who, who have one foot in the world and one foot in the kingdom of God. God says to those who are sitting on the fence, how long would you falter between two opinions? So of course, chapter 19 is what we're looking at, how we find Elijah escaping from, from Jezebel. Elijah was frightened and was running from Jezebel. He had just finished casting down, calling down fire from heaven and killing the false prophets. Can you think about that? Is it possible that you can be discouraged in the time of your greatest triumph? That your victory is dampened by discouragement. That you are running away from a false prophet. Uh, from, a, from a wicked lady. Even after you have caught fire. From heaven. It has consumed everything. The fire came down. Consumed everything. Including. I mean it's fast linked of all the water that was there. That was a very great demonstration. And you would expect that this man is still celebrating what? The victory. He is living in the shadow of the victory. May God help us even when we have had victory. Not to allow discouragement to set in. Because that's what we find here. This man. Is demonstrating. Fear. Elijah was frightened and running from Jezebel. He had just finished casting down, uh, calling down fire from heaven and killing the false prophets. In a moment of crisis, he gave in to panic and total fear. Elijah should have had faith and trusted God in this situation instead of running away for his life. It is important to understand that people of faith are also human. People of faith are also human. Some people present an unrealistic impression of what it means to be people of faith and power. Although we can live like spiritual giants occasionally, confessing God's word and moving dynamically in the spirit, this is not always the case. God will still show his power 
through us, even if we were sometimes, we sometimes know fear and trembling, but our faith is only operating at the mustard seed level. So I want to encourage you. God did not speak to Elijah in the mighty weed or in the earthquake or in the fire. God spoke to him in a still, small voice. And God is still speaking to his people. Please don't give in to discouragement. You will not launch into the deep if you get discouraged. Then Jeremiah felt angry and discouraged with God when he believed God was against him. And, he, and because of that perspective, he temporarily lost hope in God. Lamentations chapter 3. Lamentations chapter number 3. The disciples too felt discouraged after Jesus was crucified, before he rose from the dead, they said, we were hoping that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. You notice that in the book of Luke chapter 24, verse 21. We were hoping that it was he who was going to Indeed, besides all this, today is the third day. This thing happened. <laughs> yeah. Talking about discouragement. They couldn't see the bigger picture. And they felt disappointed that Jesus did not fight for his kingdom. Yeah. Peter felt discouraged with himself. And he realized that he, he wasn't as courageous as he thought he was. One of the most fascinating accounts. Peter. So Peter. Peter was a guy who, worked, who acted very quickly. Yeah. No, he is the one that the, to defend Jesus within a short moment, securely watching. <laughs> within a moment. And Jesus took the, the ear and put it back. And the people could not postpone their mission, even after seeing the miracle. They still were so determined that they were going to do what they had to do. But then, you know, Peter, Mimi, I cannot deny you. Even if everybody else deny you, Mimi, let me see where is he. And Jesus told him, before the cock closed, you will have denied me how many times? Three times. But what surprises me in the whole situation is not that he really actually even denied Jesus, that the fact that the people who prompted him to deny Jesus were small girls. How could small girls? I mean, even it was one of the Roman soldiers or somebody who was killing him, but now some girls. Who are you? Where were you? You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this is one of the most interesting situations. Discouragement. When you are discouraged, even very, very small situations can just mess you up. That's what we find with Peter. And you know, Immediately he finalized the third, third account of denial. The cock crowed. And he remembered 
And the Bible says he wept bitterly. It was so important. And you need to understand that some of the disciples would have considered Peter backslidden. So that now when Jesus was calling disciples to come to him after the resurrection, he had to say, plus Peter. If he did not mention Peter, he would not have come because Wandugu walikuwa mekondem yeye. Yeah, because of denying Christ. That's what we find. So, this is very, very important for us to understand that in this journey, if we are going to launch the deep and catch, have a great catch in the year 2022, we must conquer discouragement. We need to conquer discouragement. But of course, he says that he realized that he was not as courageous as he thought. Jesus had warned him, he would deny him, but Peter's pride kept him from seeing himself clearly. Yeah. We too can feel discouraged and even depressed when we failed to live up to our own or someone else's expectations. So discouragement happens even to the strongest and the best of people. Again, let us find five steps you can take when you start to feel the black crown of discouragements threatening you. Things you can do. Number one, be honest. It does, you know, it does you no good to pretend you don't feel what you feel. So be honest. Please. Have people around you who you can tell exactly what you are feeling and they will not condemn you. Yeah. It's wisdom that you can surround yourself with people who you know even if you told them you are afraid, they will not rebuke you. Okay? Because it's good to have people you can be honest to. Tell them exactly what you are feeling. Amen? You need to learn to be honest. I said, does, it does you no good to pretend you don't feel what you feel. You can't take action against a negative feeling until you first admit you have it. A strong Christian is not someone who never experiences negative feelings. It's someone who has learned what to do with them when he or she has, has them and how to process them biblically. What does he feel be honest. Be honest. Amen? Dishonesty will not do what? No matter how terrible you feel, just say, this is what I feel. I know it's not right to feel this way, but this is. Yeah. That's how you make yourself vulnerable. Uh, the cowboy never dies. At the cowboy, what am I doing? Yeah? Please, brethren. You know? That's why the Bible talks about Jesus being touched with the feeling of a Infirmities. This is a real. Yeah? Very, very important. Be honest. I still remember, there's a gentleman, I still remember him, I'm, I, I don't have to mention his name, but this guy was 
one of those guys, if he ever found you with a cough and a kukemea, as a babu, you have no faith. But regrettably, he actually died. He's not living anymore. Yeah? I think my wife has remembered who I'm talking about. Please, let us learn to apathize with people who are going through any distress and pain. Let us not rebuke them. Amen? So be honest. Number two, take care of your body. If your body isn't working, your mind, your emotions, and your will are weakened. I want to say that one more time. Take care of your body. Your body fitness is so important. Because if you are not physically fit, your mind, emotions, and will, which is your soul part, will be weakened. I love how God tended to Elijah's body first. Before addressing anything else and providing events to feed him, sometimes the circumstances of life drain us dry. And we need to press pause, stop doing, and simply rest and refresh. Elijah was told, wake up and eat. Because you have a journey to go. And you see, when God wants to feed you miraculously, he even can send a living to deliver the food. But the living will not touch it. Because the living is the messenger. Amen. Even a living will deliver what? Food to you. Hallelujah. Elijah, Elijah. Amka ukule. Safari ni nini? Mlefu. Hallelujah. Nata wewe dugu na dada. Nazima ujue. Jezebeli ameapa. It's going to take you out. But you must remain what? Strong. Praise God. Number three. Pay attention to your thought life. And please, I wish I had more time to talk about taking care of your body. Because there are people who are so reckless with their bodies. Wish I had more time. Because let me tell you, there are conditions within your physical being that will not be there if you just took care of your body. Amen? Amen? If you are already 50, please reduce your sugar intake. Wacha kura mafuta mingi. Ilu mekura mekayote. Watoto usishidane na watoto kura mafuta. Watoto wanachoma yao maramoja. They burn it immediately. Amen. Why? Because they are, they are young. So you are competing with watoto at because I'm the Christmas soda. Una momoa moja, bili, tatu. May God help us. Please, take care of your body. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Take care of what? Your body. 
Na you can it cannot be panobitten. Mizukupeleka garage. Amen. Take care of what? Amen. Why should you compete with kids when they are eating junk food? Popcorns and some other things. You only want your nanny. And the kids can get away with it. Why? They are always doing what? They're always running up and down. That's you up. Take care of your body. Because your mind will not work well. Your emotions will not work well if your body is not well. That's the truth. And you need to understand that it's so costly to address issues of irresponsible behavior or the way you manage your physical. Let me go to the thought life. Pay attention to your thought life. Maturing as believers means we learn to think truthfully. Amen? We must learn to think truthfully. The book of Philippians chapter number 4 and verse number 8 gives us what should inform our thought life. Tells us finally, my brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. Yeah? Continue. Are you done? Yeah? Let me, let me see. Let, let me read it from there. Whatever things are lovely, whatever things are good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, Meditate on these things. But Apostle Paul, being the manner of man he was, he went further to say, the things which you have learned and deceived and heard and saw in me, these do. And the God of peace will be with you. Amen? Pay attention to your thought life. Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ according to 2 Corinthians 10 and verse number 5. Take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Very, very important. Casting down imaginations, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That is our calling. If you are going to be able to launch into the deep, you need to be able to have every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. And I like reminding us from time to time that a stronghold is a satanically energized argument designed to destroy us and Brock's kingdom purpose in our lives. A stronghold can be as simple as having the false inner belief 
that God will not do the things that he said he would do. Any inner belief or thought that limits or blocks us from being what God created us to be is a stronghold. The strongholds, strongholds can be pulled down by the power of the Holy Spirit and by the renewing of our minds. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Pay attention to your thought life. All of us attempt to make sense of things that happen in our lives. We try to figure out why they, have, they, they happen and what it is it means. Now, it's crucial that we pay attention to what stories we are telling ourselves about ourselves, about others, about God, or particular situations. Whatever or not, those stories are actually true. For example, if you look at what Elijah was telling himself after he became discouraged, much of it was not true. You know that? It was not true. There is a friend out of time, so I just have to pick up. We can stand up on our feet. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Casting down imaginations and every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's what our calling is. Amen? Hallelujah. What us to we asking the pastor to come and help us wrap this service. And let us be open to what the Lord has spoken to us. God has spoken to us very special things. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Desiring more of him. In this new year, if you and I will be able to launch into the deep for a great catch, we must conquer discouragement. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We worship you. We honor your holy name, O oh Lord. Open your mouth and just worship him. This this particular time. Just tell him, just tell him, just tell him you are worthy, O oh God. I cannot do without you, dear Lord. Without you, I cannot make it, O oh God. Help me, hold my hand, lead me and guide me, dear Father. Open your mouth, talk to God, talk to God, talk to God this hour. He has spoken to us, he has spoken to us that he is with us. Even when we go through a discouraging moments, even when we go through hardships, he will never leave us, neither forsake us. Oh, Lord God, we worship you. We thank you that you care for us. You are concerned about our well-being. The Lord God, we should not worry because you are with us and for us. You will not leave us. You will not forsake us, oh God. Oh, we worship you, dear Redeemer. In the name of Jesus, we honor you, dear Lord. Hallelujah. We surrender all to you, dear Father. Oh, we surrender all to you. We surrender all to you, dear Lord. Help us. Help us, dear Father. In the name of Jesus. Oh, I surrender all. I surrender all to Jesus. Let's let's just reflect on that as the worship leaders. I surrender all to Jesus. Worship Him, please. Let's surrender to Him. Surrender all to Him. Yeah. 
I surrender all to Him. I surrender. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what discouragement or what challenges you are facing right now. I may not be able to explain. You may not be able to explain. You may not have an opportunity. But I want you to surrender all to him. And I want you to surrender to him because he cares. He is concerned. Just surrender to him. Tell him, Lord, take over. Help me, dear father. Those of you who are here physically, those of you who have fallen online, whatever it is that is putting you down, maybe it is words that have been spoken to you, maybe it is things that have been said, maybe it is because of uh, your pose or whatever it is, or you even don't know where you're going to get school fees from, you don't understand, maybe it is house rent, whatever it is, surrender to him. Be honest and be open to him and he'll help you and he'll be able to take over and lead you and guide you in Jesus' name. Our Father and our God, we thank you. You have spoken to us today using your servant, O oh God. And you have talked to us, dear Lord, as your children. You are concerned with our well-being. You are a friend that sticks closer than a brother, our Lord Jesus. And you have told us, Lord, that everything and all things, O oh Lord, you are concerned. Even the hairs in our head, Lord, you know the numbers. And therefore today, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for every person that has followed this message, whether they are here physically or they are following online, that God of heaven, you will touch and you have touched them, dear Father. Whatever it is that is putting them down today, in the name of Jesus, I declare that there shall be an end to every form of discouragement in the name of Jesus. That our faith will look up to you, dear God. Oh, Father God, help us. Hold our hands. Lead us and guide us in this new year, 2022. The year of great catch. That we be able to launch deep, oh God. No discouragement will stop us and delay us, oh God, to do that which you have called us to do. And that which, Lord God, you have laid in our hearts, even for this year, 2022. Father God, we thank you. We worship your holy name and we honor you. Hallelujah. If you are here and you are not born again, if you are not born again, if you do not know Jesus as Savior and Lord of your life, we want to pray with you. If you are following online and you are not born again, you do not know Jesus. This is where it begins. You have to begin the new year. Well, begin with Jesus. You cannot launch deep if you do not know this Jesus. You need a personal relationship with him. And therefore, if you are here, you are not born again. We want to pray with you. If you are following online, and Jesus is speaking to you. And he's saying, give me your heart today. Respond by faith. And he will save you and forgive you. In Jesus' name. Father God, we pray for those who may not be born again. Lord, I pray today in the name of Jesus. That you convince and convict every person that may not know you. That they are going to give and surrender their lives to you today. In the name of Jesus. You can pray this prayer with me if you are not born again. Say, Lord Jesus, wherever you are, Lord Jesus. I recognize that Jesus, you died for me. I recognize that I am a sinner. And therefore today, I surrender to you. I repent of my sins. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to save me. I ask you to write my name in the Lamb book of life. Today, I surrender to you. And today, I am born again. Help me to walk in truth and in your law. In Jesus' name. If you have prayed that prayer, wherever you are, you have received Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord of your life. Identify with a church somewhere. If you are here, identify with us. We will help you to walk the walk of faith in Jesus' name. Father God, we thank you because you are good God. You love us and you care for us. This is the first Sunday of the year 2022. And Lord, we appreciate that you have brought each and every one of us here. Oh God, and you have spoken to us physically and those who are online. I pray in Jesus' name. The Lord God, as we launched it this year, the Lord God, you give us the wisdom and the grace for the great catch, oh God, for your kingdom, oh dear Father. I pray for each and every person. Lord, as children go back to school, I pray in Jesus' name that you shall make provision 
for every person that their children will go back to school, whether it is primary school, whether it is universities or high school or whatever level of schooling, that God Almighty, they are going to go back to school. The fees will be available and we are declaring a peaceful time. Oh God, we rise against every confusion in our school system in the name of Jesus. And we pray that God, our children will enjoy a peaceful time in schools, whether they're in boarding situations or they're in day, uh, day schools, it, it is well. We declare peace and tranquility. We thank you, Lord, and we worship you. As we break, oh God, this first service, we pray the Lord God you be with us to give us a great and successful week as we walk in your presence, as we walk, oh God, in total dependency on you our God and our Father. We give you praise and honor for we pray in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's share in the words of grace and all may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. <laughs>